good morning or good afternoon in my in my case i'm glad to be with you this morning uh well i wish i would be able to go to the airport or from the airport i'm still grounded here in berlin sometimes i travel a little but uh primarily in germany and it's very i mean i'm still struggling with being grounded hopefully it will be possible to travel again meanwhile there is much stuff to do while uh, here in germany as probably as you probably have heard we uh, we already officially uh, start uh, starting our main jewish studies program with dallas theological seminary and dallas theological seminary has already announced that uh, through their publishing and it's on the catalog it's online it's like everywhere and it means much work and i'm overseeing this project we have a team here working with that mostly volunteers and i'm overseeing this project and as you can assume it's a lot of work also uh, i continue preaching at our congregation training leaders doing evangelism and preaching online we just finished uh, this week evangelistic outreach here in berlin training and evangelistic program with uh, every day uh, outreach out on the streets of berlin we had very many good conversations and we trained uh, more than a dozen new ministers uh, to the jewish people but not to the jew only uh, to the jew first we also were training them how to share the gospel with the jewish uh, with the uh, with gentiles uh, last uh, friday i had a very uh, interesting experience i was invited uh, to uh, speak evangelistically in the uh, town church of uh, the city wittenberg it's uh, actually the mother church of reformation that uh, that is the church where luther was uh, teaching and uh, the church where the first uh, non-catholic uh, christian service took place in the western hemisphere and the first uh, lord's supper non-catholic lord's supper also took place so it was uh, it was very interesting experience to stand uh, in this church and uh, speak from the uh, luther uh, used to speak and also uh, controversial relationships of uh, Luther to the Jewish people. It was particularly interesting experience for me as a Jew to be there. And the uh, announcement was uh, went out also in the newspapers and the town, many people from the town were aware of this event. So there were uh, unbelievers in the audience and it was just, I would say, historic opportunity. I don't, uh, I don't know if ever a Jewish uh, believer in Jesus was speaking there evangelistically in that church uh, since more than 500 years. But anyway, uh, I, I'm still grounded in Germany. It doesn't mean that I don't have ministry opportunities. Uh, there are tons of them, to be, uh, to be honest. Well, uh, our family is doing fine. Uh, our younger daughter is with us for the summer break uh, in her studies. 
and uh, our older daughter with her husband, uh, they have a vacation week now. So everybody is doing pretty well. Now, I want to uh, come to the subject that I was, uh, I was thinking uh, uh, about for today. And I want to start with sports. And I know that uh, in the United States, uh, there are many sermons use uh, what preachers, they use sport illustrations. Uh, it's not typically my style, and I don't understand much in American sports, but I do understand something in soccer. And soccer is a big thing here in uh, Europe, and particularly in Germany. And it, uh, it's, it's still the uh, soccer, uh, soccer, European soccer championship, so uh, European Cup. And uh, it's, it's about who is going to be the champion of, or soccer champion of Europe, what country. It's not between different uh, like, uh, teams of different cities, but it's about countries. And uh, recently, like a little bit more than a week ago, uh, Germany played with England. Tonight, by the way, uh, it's the final play, and England plays with uh, Italy, if, it's, if it matters to some of you. However, uh, England played with Germany. And uh, England won, actually. It, uh, the last time it happened, a long time ago, that in such important game Germany lost to uh, to England, but anyway, the uh, the people who were involved in that, including the coach of uh, uh, English uh, team, they were telling it's a retaliation for the Second World War. So it's a retaliation to Germany for what was there like about eighty years ago, uh, and it brought me to a. a it brought me to some thoughts about forgiveness and memory. Another experience in this regard was for me, as I mentioned last Friday, as a, uh, as a Jewish believer being in the, in the church where also some very curious anti-Semitic messages uh, was said, and, be, and living in Germany as a Jew in the country where a Holocaust took place, uh, there is a question uh, to ask, so uh, what does it mean to forgive? What does it mean uh, the true forgiveness? And we see it worldwide uh, on a national level, uh, on, le on level of different ethnicities. Uh, there are, uh, in worldwide, in all possible countries, we see tensions between different people because of the past, because of the past history. And what we see on like national or ethnic uh, level, we also see in the, on a personal uh, level. We uh, we all were uh, have been hurt by somebody. We all experience what it means to be offended by somebody. We all know how also to offend others. We did it in a number of times in our uh, life, and we uh, and in. In such cases, we were aiming and wishing to have forgiveness. And we 
try to forgive others who offended us or did something wrong to us. But uh, all of us, we know how difficult it is. I'm sure that there are tons of uh, a huge number of sermons and teachings that you have heard in your life about uh, the issue of forgiveness. And you know that uh, to forgive somebody means special, like, in special way, freedom and also peace in the heart. The one who cannot forgive, he always he uh, just is desperately talking to this person. He doesn't have peace, uh, peace of God, or just peace of mind, or peace of soul. And it's just like constant struggle. And all psych uh, psychologists, they tell us that it's very healthy and very needed to forgive, uh, to forgive people who offended us or did something bad to us. Also, we, also, uh, we want to have uh, forgiveness of others who were offended by us. So uh, on one side, there is nothing new in what I'm going to say. At the same time, I want to refresh something and remind something to you what was a very helpful and good remind, reminder to myself recently. Namely, uh, teaching at our congregation a number uh, like uh, a number of sermon, the sermons or like series of uh, sermons uh, related to uh, psychological issues and to search for the true I, for the true myself or uh, who am I and true identity and true significance of myself. Uh, just I'm teaching uh, on this uh, subject a lot in uh, the recent weeks. Uh, I, I came to the point I needed to teach about forgiveness, something about forgiveness. And then I thought about, uh, about the forgiveness of God. So we are forgiven. You know that in Yeshua, in Jesus, we are completely forgiven. In him, we are holy. In him, we are righteous. In him, we are made perfect. You know the list. There are a huge number of great titles that we have in God because of Jesus. He loves us and we are his children. So you are his son, you are his daughter. And uh, that's absolutely great. And it's by his grace. It's not by our merits. It's not by our strengths or, or not by our talents. Not because we are strong, not because we are weak, not because we are male or female, not because of anything, but just because of his grace that he gave us in Yeshua, in Jesus. And now I was, uh, as I was thinking about his forgiveness, I was reminded of uh, some passages uh, in the Bible telling that I will, I will remove your sin or separate your sin from you as the east from the west. And another passage says that I will remember your sin no more. So according to the new covenant, according to what Jesus, Yeshua, has done for us, God doesn't remember our sin. Not just that we are forgiven. He doesn't have memory of our sin. He, he forgets nothing, but our sin is placed on Yeshua 
on Jesus. And if he remember, if God remembers sin, he remembers this sin as being placed on Yeshua. According to the Bible, Yeshua took our sin and carried that away from us. We should be punished, but he was punished for us. We should uh, bear the consequences of our, um, of our transgressions, but he did it for us. Yeshua did it for us. And that's why God sees, when God sees us, he doesn't see any sin on, in us. He doesn't remember even anything. And that brought me to the subject of forgiveness on our part. It's not just about us uh, to say, I'm, you're forgiven. Somebody tells uh, sorry to me, and I say, that's okay, no problem, uh, just I forgive you. It's not just like uh, med a meditation, I should forgive, I am forgiving, I, uh, I, I will forgive, I will tell that I forgive, I will talk about that. No, it's, it's more. The true forgiveness, it's uh, it also something what means I'm forgetting that. You know, we uh, some, uh, in many cases, somebody harmed us in, uh, in some way, but we, we can say that we forgive, but we still remember that. There is something rem uh, remains in our mind and in our life, and our relationship to this person that offended us will never be the same. And also, like in uh, in our in our Jewish people regarding the Holocaust, we uh, we say we will uh, we will forgive, but we will never forget. It should never be forgotten. And uh, we talk about the history, we talk about the event, but at the same time, we talk uh, about the people. So we we are not to forget that, not just the event, but also the Germans. The first as the event, never forget the event. It's one thing. It's a, it's a good thing, probably. But, although it's also made like some psychological issue, but uh, even the more important to forgive and forgive this to the people who hurt us. And forgiving, uh, forgiving means also forgetting, at least from God's standpoint. Because when he forgives, he forgets. He forgets our sin. And in this regard, Yeshua, our Messiah and Savior, Jesus, he, uh, he said once some wonderful words in the Sermon on the Mount. And I would, uh, in, I would love you to turn to Matthew chapter 5, verses 43 through 48. Matthew chapter 5, verses 43 through 48. You have heard that is said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven, for he causes his son to rise on the evil and the good, and sends, uh, sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? If you greet only your brothers, what more 
are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? Therefore, you are perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. With other words, do as God does. Be like God. In verse 45, it's written, uh, do that so that you may uh, that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven. Now, uh, how to be his true son? First, in Jesus, in Yeshua, we are his children, we are his sons. But how to live according to our calling? How to live uh, as his sons and his daughters? It's written here. Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute, uh, persecute you. Pray for those who offend you. Forgiveness is related to forgetting. And that is related to our spiritual and also our psychological health. It's related to our life directly because unforgiveness can make our life miserable. But forgiveness and forgetting can ease our mind, can take a burden from our soul, can restore a relationship, can get more friends, new friends, but also old friends. This bitterness is to be taken out of us. And how? Yeshua says, start praying, bless, love. Now, how he did it practically. You, re- you probably remember that, but let, uh, let's turn to Luke chapter 23, if you would. Luke chapter 23, verses 33, I will, I will read through 37, okay? Luke chapter 23, verses 33 through 37. Yeshua was was crucified. He was tortured. He was humiliated. He experienced great suffering. Now, when they came to the place called the skull, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on the right and the other on the left. But Yeshua was saying, Father, forgive them. For they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots, dividing up his garments among themselves. And the people stood by looking on. And even the rulers were sneering at him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if this is the Christ, the Messiah of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him coming up to him, offering him sour wine and saying, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. Just try to imagine all this oppressive, horrendous situation that Yeshua was in at that moment. He was crucified. The nails were entered into his body by force, in his hands, in his legs. He was suffering a lot and he was hanging between two other criminals. 
instead of having compassion, people were mocking him. People were spitting on him. Jewish people, Jewish leaders, Gentiles, Roman soldiers. It was a horrible situation. And what was Jesus' prayer at that time? As we could see, verse 34, he said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Yeshua was exercising what he said, he himself said in Matthew chapter 5. He loved his enemies. He was blessing. He was blessing those who were killing him. His prayer was not, Father, make it easier on me. His prayer here was not just be right, be just just with them. And what impressed me a lot, he was not telling to them, to the Roman soldiers or to those who were, uh, who were spitting at him. He didn't tell them, I forgive you. You see the point? He never told them that he forgave them. But he was talking to God, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. He was praying for these people. I think that it's a good advice for us and good example. I would say great example. Mm -hmm. If we want to truly forgive and truly forget, we need to start praying. Another example, and you probably can assume where I'm going right now, to Acts chapter 7. Acts chapter uh, 7, it's uh, the, uh, the message and the preaching or testimony of Stephen. He was, uh, he was taken and investigated. And he was, uh, he was preaching, uh, he was preaching Yeshua. He was preaching about Jesus. He was not afraid. And he knew that he is going to be killed for that. And in uh, chapter 7, Acts chapter 7, we, uh, we read verse 58 to verse 60. When they had driven him out of the city, they began stoning him. And the witness laid aside their robes at the feet of a young man named Saul. They went on stoning Stephen as he called on the Lord and said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. I will stop here for a second. You see what, uh, what's going on there? He was in the process to be killed. He was stoned. It's the time to raise the last prayer. And he said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. But it was not the end. In verse 6, we read, Then falling on his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. Having said this, he fell asleep. It was his last prayer. 
these words, last words. Lord, do not hold this sin against them. I think it's a tremendous example and very powerful example. Again, he never told them, I forgive you. He never, uh, he never, he never told them, oh, just, it's okay. He was praying for them. And it's the true forgiveness. There was a man named, a young man named Saul. He was guarding the robes. You know, this man, the future, uh, he in, uh, after, uh, after a short time, he was known as the Apostle Paul. And he learned from this example something. God touched his heart and he did the same. In his letters, he was constantly mentioned that he is praying for those who persecuted him. That's an example how to be a true child of God, or we are the children of God and Yeshua, but how to live as such. And that's what we that's what we learn from this. From uh, these examples, pray. You know, I, again, I'm not talking of meditation. I'm not talking about trying to convince myself to love my enemies. I should love them. Just do good. Just do something good what they need at this moment. I'm not trying to convince myself to forgive somebody who offended me. I don't try any psychological tricks in order to uh, forget uh, the offense. No. But what I learned from Yeshua and from the apostles, I'm starting to pray for those who offended me. And I do it day after day. Every time I'm reminded about this offense. I'm of those people who actually have it easy to forgive, but not easy to forget. I need this access. And every time I'm reminded of an offense, I'm starting praying for the person who offended me. And you know, God helps. The prayer works. If not for me, then certainly for the one who offended myself. Not just as forgiveness for him, but he is blessed. And if he is blessed, I live like a child of God. And it is worse of something. So I would encourage you to exercise the words of Yeshua. And I would encourage all of us to uh, keep our enemies in prayer, not be frustrated, not, not get aggravated, not to get uh, angry, but to get into prayer. We shouldn't have enemies, at least not on our part, not in our heart and not in our soul. 
because of the unforgiveness and because of unforgetting. You know how many families have been destroyed, how many marriages collapsed, how many communication or relationship between the children and their parents were destroyed because unforgiving, unforgetting. Because of this unforgetting, children should talk to psychiatrists and psychology. So much damage. So many friendship relationships were broken because unforgiving and unforgetting. We can change the status quo by doing what Jesus <clears throat> by doing what excuse me <clears throat> by doing what Jesus did and by doing what suggested or told us to do. If we do that, at least we have a better chance. If not promise, but at least better chance that our relationship with other people will be better. And uh, as the bonus, sort of, <laughs> I'm going to read for you uh, a brief, uh, just uh, a passage from the book of Proverbs. <clears throat> Proverbs, it's a practical wisdom. So Proverbs chapter 17, verse 9. And it's like a practical advice. Uh, it's a footnote of, or a bonus to what was said previously. He who conceals a transgression seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates intimate friends. Be careful not to remind, not to talk about the offense. If somebody asks you forgiveness, don't remind him or her that every time. Don't um, try not to remind your children what they did wrong like 50 years ago. Don't remind, uh, I would not recommend to remind, or the Bible doesn't recommend to remind your grandchildren what they did 10 years ago. Don't remind your parents or uh, your friends about their mistakes if it's already some time ago and it's, uh, it's already dealt with. And don't tell others about this. Don't spread out the information of mistakes and offenses of others. Seek the peace. Seek the friends. If we have enemies, it's our responsibility to convert these enemies into our friends. And we see that in the book of uh, Proverbs and also in the New Testament. Just do good to your enemies. And by doing that, you will convert them into your friends. Again, talking of forgetting, I'm not talking about suppressing that into deep into your soul. It's not suppressing. It's just doing what Jesus did. Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. It's not just 
trying to uh, control your emotion or your memory. Maybe you're reminded of some offense just because you are to start praying. Praying for the person that offended you. Father, forgive him or her. He or she doesn't know what she did. Bless him. Bless his family. Heal him. How, I, how can I help him? Well, I know that uh, I probably have like 15 more minutes to talk, but that's something what I was going to share. If I have a few minutes to uh, questions, uh, to answer your questions related to my ministry or to uh, the subjects that I'm talking about, please. Now it's a good time. I, maybe it's not planned by you, but maybe it's a good idea. Anybody have a question for Vladimir? On Zoom or in class? Anyone? I can't find my hand to raise, but I've got to, <laughs> I lost my hand. But may I say something? Yes. Vladimir, this is Ryan. And I want to thank you for the message today. It, uh, it, it's really an important message to all of us on some level. And I just I praise God for blessing you with it and putting it on your heart and for uh, your work to deliver it. It's, it's something that we all need to know. And I just want to uh, praise God for it and thank you. My, my pleasure. Thank you, Ryan. Questions for Vladimir? Vladimir, I think you covered it so thoroughly <laughs> that we don't have any questions. Excellent. Then you will have more time for lunch. <laughs> Wait, we do have a question. Joy has a question. <clears throat> Thank you so much. Um, it's really quite a testimony. Um, and we can see, you know, in your eyes and in your soul that you're someone that has done this yourself, that you have forgiven. And I know that we all have the example of Christ and of Stephen, but when we have... Um, you know, physical examples in front of us, it is very, um, it exhorts us all to go and do likewise. And I just want to thank you for that, for being that example. And that um, gives us, helps um, exhort us with the, the power of Christ to go and do the same. So thank you so much. And um, I know we'd love to hear about any of the any other of the work that you're doing. Um, I know we'd love to hear love to hear about it. Thank you. Uh, well, uh, I would not thank you. It's very nice to hear, but I would not compare myself with Jesus or Stephen in this regard. First, nobody was killing me yet, uh, <laughs> uh, so I I do my, the best I can. I'm in the process. I'm trying. Uh, I'm trying to be like God in this regard, as, uh, but I, I'm pretty sure that among you, there are people who have, who have done it much better than I did in my life. I'm in the process. Vladimir, we have trying. a question from Dan Cresswell. 
Hi, Vladimir, and also thank you for the message. Question for you, uh, how has COVID there in Germany uh, impacted your ministry? And also, if there's anything sp in specifically that we can pray for you. COVID impacted my ministry dramatically because uh, the last time I was travel like really traveling for ministry was March last year. I mean, like uh, I came, we came to United States by God's miracle uh, to the uh, to, uh, to for the wedding of our daughter last July, but it was one week, a short, very short time, and a short three days ministry. Uh, so my ministry was severely impacted. I'm very relational, so I need to talk to people. Uh, social distancing and uh, inability to eat uh, in cafes or restaurants or to talk to people, to invite people to talk. Uh, um, it's very it, uh, it's very difficult. And I'm also like, let's shake hands and like uh, let's let's uh, hug each other type of person. So I do believe in uh, that Bible uh, uh, tells that we need to shake hands, we need to hug, we need to kiss, we need we need to eat together, and we have worked, we have been deprived all of this here in Germany. Now it's getting sort of better, and I was just like so happy to be able uh, to hug some men as brothers yesterday at our uh, after our service, uh, and then uh, my daughter looked at that and that just like, what are you doing? It's, it's COVID there still. And just like, no. Anyway, uh, it's, uh, it did impact my ministry. Um, I learned new ways uh, to do that. It's still, it's still a dilemma and tension in myself. So how to pray for me? Thank you. It's a good question uh, and important question. Last Friday, by the pastor of that church, Luther's Church in uh, Wittenberg, I was asked, uh, what, uh, what are your plans for the next five years? And it was just like, great question. It's still COVID here, and we're still in partial lockdown, and, uh, and there is a new wave coming, and then maybe another wave, and it's like the ocean wave after wave. I don't know. I just like, how can I play, uh, plan anything uh, for the next five years if I don't know what's going to happen in a, in a like, few weeks from now? Uh, but there are some, uh, some priorities uh, that I told him first. I want, uh, I, I do want to delegate the administration uh, of our mission organization, our ministry here to somebody or just to get uh, of me this uh, administrative and executive uh, responsibilities by the end of this year. I know you heard it from me already. You hear that from me since a couple of years. Please pray for that. And uh, priority number two is this Messianic Jewish Theological Academy with uh, MA in Jewish Studies. We really need to develop that. Besides, as soon as I can travel, I will be able to travel. I will travel. Uh, God will lead uh, with the plans. Right now, please pray, uh, pray for me, for God to show his will, to show his plans. And uh, as a usual, understand his will unless he tells me something otherwise and doing what I can do right now at this very moment. And according to the Jewish tradition, there is no other time than uh, just now. 
So um, I try to leave at this moment, but uh, please pray for God's guidance. We've got one more question for you. Hello. Um, it's wonderful to hear from you. Um, some I thought and thought about who I may have offended and who I could, you know, ask forgiveness for. And I thought, I thought, I don't know anybody. And then I remembered I have a husband. (laughs) And this could keep me busy all day, asking for forgiveness. And I will ask for lots of forgiveness, darling. (laughs) And somehow we just don't know that... We practice uh, the love of Christ every day if we do that. And we practice all the gifts that he gives us if we do that. So let's do that. Let's forgive the one who means the most to us. Thank you. Thank you. It's uh, great words. And uh, I uh, I understand what you said. I have a wife, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we... Yeah, we'll leave. That helps everything. Shalom, brother. <laughs> Shalom, uh, Vladimir. I, I just praise you for what you do, how you think, how you walk, and how you talk. And I just uh, um, thank you for reminding us about forgiveness and what the Lord did, and how he was there on the cross. It was very vivid, and we need that reminders. And I'm sure with all the things that have gone on throughout the whole world, that people have been offended, and people have said words that maybe they wouldn't have otherwise because of their worry at home, and the weariness of of everything that is out of pocket. But I, and I just, I just uh, want to thank the Lord for you and your wife and your family. You are very precious, dear, and I thank you for everything that you do for Yeshua. So blessings on you, dear. Thank you. Anyone else? Hey, Vladimir, I, I didn't mention it a while ago. Please give Ina and Rose and Elizabeth. Uh, love and uh, best regards from the marathon class. We pray for you. We think about you and we speak of all of you often. And uh, I know that your family's growing with a son-in-law now and just let them all know that we uh, love them and miss seeing them. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. I, I, we feel it. We know that. And I appreciate you saying that. Good. Thank you. Thank you, Vladimir. I appreciate you bringing the message for us today. Vladimir, would you like to dismiss us with a prayer, please? Absolutely, my privilege. Father, thank you for your grace and mercy. Thank you for forgiving our sin in Yeshua. Thank you for even forgetting all these sins. We are we are forgiven, we are pure, we are righteous and we are holy in you because of Yeshua. We are grateful for that. We are grateful for the precious blood of Yeshua shed for us. We want to be like you. We are so blessed to be your children and we want to live as such. Bless us with forgiveness and help us to forget iniquities and sins 
and transgressions of others that they did to us. Please give us your peace and bless us with your peace. And we ask that you will fill us with your spirit, with your love, with compassion, with desire to pray for not just for the people we love, but also for those who maybe hate us or hurt us. Bless us, our families. We lay all our needs, worries, problems to your knees, your throne. And we ask you to help, to bless, to protect, to guide. Just be with us, with our families, with our dear ones. Be with those we love, but also be with your blessing, with our enemies. In the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah, we pray. Amen. Amen.